Hola, and welcome back to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, and I am so excited to have today's conversation, y'all. Today's episode is going to be about how you can protect your license if you are a therapist in private practice that is licensed, but you want to expand your income potential as a coach and you want to start a coaching business. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the number one thing that you want to absolutely make sure that you do so that you can protect your license as a therapist who also coaches. So let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. If you're listening to this episode, you're probably a therapist that loves your private practice and has a thriving private practice. You pretty much think your private practice can run itself at this point. Yet, you have been exploring the idea of what it would look like to add coaching services to your work because you want to expand your income potential beyond therapy. And you are really curious about what are other options in which I can leverage my skill set so that I can continue impacting my community in different ways, but also make a living from those skills that I already have. You really want to work smarter, not harder, and you want to leverage your current skills by expanding your offerings to coaching, but you are afraid of risking your therapy license. I know how hard you worked to get your therapy license, and so I know the training that you received told you you can't break any rules at all. You have to be very protective of your license. It's literally like what I call, you really are afraid of being behind the therapy magazine, right? I call it the burn book of therapy where they list all of the therapists that, you know, are losing their licenses for all X, Y, and Z reasons. And so that is your biggest nightmare. So if I'm speaking to you and this is you, I am so excited that you are listening to this episode because it's really going to support you in adding perspective to really expand beyond therapy, beyond your private practice and leverage your skill set while protecting your license. If you are finding yourself in this place, I want you to know that there is a world where you can grow your income potential beyond your private practice without risking your license. And there is a way where you can comply with regulations of your therapy license and guidelines, right? That is possible. There's so many people that are doing this, except a lot of this will require you, right? You stepping out of, you know, beyond the, the private practice world will require you to decondition the training that you received from grad school, right? It's going to require you to really solidify clear boundaries in your private practice and also in your coaching practice. So what does this look like? This is the one thing that I share with all of the clients that I serve. The first thing you want to know 
And really the biggest, most important part so that you can start protecting your therapy license as a coach right now and in your business for the longevity of it is really to maintain open communication with clients, okay, regarding the nature and scope of services that you are going to offer them, including any limitations imposed by licensing uh, regulations. And so that is going to be very, very key. This is the biggest and only thing that you can do in order to protect your license. It's going to be so key that you have a client agreement where you list out, this is not therapy, this is specifically coaching, and it will require you to be very aware in the coaching sessions when you are coaching clients of not diagnosing, of course, right? Not necessarily processing the past and holding space for work that you would do in therapy. Instead, what you would do is support your clients go from A to B or A to Z in the work that you are doing with them in the coaching sessions. But in your client agreement, the one that you're going to have in place, which I actually provide my clients with one when they work with me, I support you in crafting it so that you can feel good about your client agreement and you feel like everything is in line and you are honoring and really setting clear boundaries on that client agreement that you are not providing therapy and that those lines are not blurred and that if you ever feel like the client needs to go to therapy, that you would make that recommendation possible. So all of that will be stated in the client agreement that you will provide your coaching clients with. And so this is really it. You're probably listening to this episode and you're probably thinking, really, it can be that simple. I don't need any special licenses or like to contact an attorney. Absolutely, right? You can definitely do that. You can have a lawyer, right? You can work with an attorney to support you in this process as well. And really, you can do these things if that's going to make you feel better. But from a therapist to a therapist, and in my experience in running my coaching business, I'm very clear with my client agreements that I'm not providing therapy. I haven't run into any issues, neither have any of my clients over the last three, four years that I've been coaching them. And so I want you to know that this is really the biggest thing. As long as you are transparent with your boundaries, as long as you are very clear with the expectation of what your client will receive in your coaching relationship, and you state that you are not providing therapy, that is the biggest thing that you want to make sure that you do in order for you to protect your license, your therapy license, as you practice coaching and build your coaching practice. And so because I know that this is something that comes up For a lot of you, a lot of therapists, a lot of mental health professionals, I actually have a framework that I teach my clients to support them in all of the roadblocks that can come up mentally about really growing your coaching practice due to this fear, right? Because a lot of the times what I see happen is that you probably hold back from marketing your coaching services, you hold back from starting altogether, right? You don't want to blur any lines. And so this really holds you back from growing and expanding your income potential as a therapist who also coaches. I want you to feel very comfortable in your practice as a coach, in your practice as a therapist. And so I'm going to share with you what my ethics framework looks like so that it can shift the perspective for you and you can feel a lot more comfortable and confident in marketing your services as a coach, even if you are a therapist in private practice. Hopefully, as I share this framework with you, it really gives you some peace of mind and it helps really just shift your perspective of you actually not feeling limited, right? And feeling 
and feeling confident in knowing that you can indeed start a coaching practice and you are not going to put your therapy license that you worked so hard to earn on the line. And so let me break this ethics framework for you down because it is a framework that a lot of my clients love because it gives them so much perspective as they grow their coaching businesses and when they're in the early stages of really stepping into this coaching world identity. So the ethics framework consists of six letters and each letter stands for one separate phrase that is going to shift your perspective from all different areas of your business and the way that you perceive your coaching business as someone who also practices therapy work and you again are very afraid of losing your license. And so let's start with the E in the word ethics. The E stands for embrace and access your entrepreneurship identity. Okay, so why is this important? Why is the E so important in the ethics framework? It's important because as Latinas, as Latines, and especially as therapists, we are conditioned to do things a certain way, to follow the rules, to be within compliance and within, you know, respect all the regulations that are in place, which makes sense for the practice that we are in when we are practicing our work as therapists. However, what we often fail to realize is that as therapists, we see ourselves as just that a lot of the time, right? We don't necessarily identify with being entrepreneurs when we go into grad school and we get our license or when we get, you know, our master's degree in therapy work. We automatically identify ourselves as therapists, mental health professionals, clinicians, right? Regardless of what certification or title you got in your master's degree, but you are a mental health professional and you identify as that. You don't necessarily identify as a CEO or as an entrepreneur. Although for many, many, many therapists, the one thing you very want is you really want to be in private practice. And so when you are a private practice owner, you automatically are an entrepreneur. And a lot of the times Latina, Latina therapists don't identify as that because they're so in the hat, they're so in the identity of being a therapist and providing that like client facing work. The reason why the E in this ethics framework is so powerful is because it shifts your perception of the way that you see yourself. And it is so important that you realize that you are running a business as well. Yes, you are serving people, but whether you're in private practice, whether you are in your coaching practice, right? You are still running a business that is service-based. And so you want to embrace and access your CEO, your entrepreneurship identity. That is the first step of this framework. The next letter is the T. The T stands for trauma-informed sales and transparency in pricing. I know that as therapist to therapist, a lot of the times you have a lot of thoughts about marketing your services because one, you're probably used to getting all your clients from referrals or word of mouth, right? Or directories. And so a lot of the times the idea of marketing your services feels like, I don't know what the heck to say. I don't know how to articulate clearly what it is that I help people with, right? And a lot of the times you don't want to sound salesy, so you are not marketing your services. And so this is impacting the potential and growth of not only your private practice, but also of your coaching business and ultimately your earning potential as a therapist and beyond private practice and beyond the therapy field. The reason why this tea is so powerful in this framework is because you are going to be using trauma-informed cells, meaning that you are marketing 
from a place of service with a very solidified heart posture where you deeply care about your clients, about the transformation they're going to experience when they work with you, right? And you're not convincing anyone. You're also not pushing anyone. You're simply offering an invitation. And so you're really keeping in mind, right, that you are probably going to be working with clients who have experienced trauma in some way, shape, or form, or are coming from underserved communities because a lot of the clients I serve is that's the population that they specialize in serving. We really want to be trauma-informed in terms of the way that we market, in terms of the way that we sell, that we offer our services, right? Because again, this looks like one, also including transparency in your pricing, right? I'm a firm believer as not only a a consumer, but also as a coach that I want to have my prices on my form so everybody has transparency over pricing and my clients can make an informed decision whether they decide to invest with my work or in our work together or not, right? They always know what that pricing looks like. There's no convincing or anything like that. They are fully, fully aware. And so when you are practicing this practice, you are innately going to be be able to support clients, market your services from a trauma-informed and transparency and pricing approach. And so that is going to really dissipate the thoughts right that come up of like but I don't want to be salesy or I don't want to feel like I'm out to like you know I just want someone to pay me for the work and it's very fascinating to me because this also comes up for therapists who are starting private practice they don't know how much to charge they don't want to do private pay because they feel like it's not right and something that I want to post to you and something that I post to all of my clients is that when you're working in community mental health when you are working towards licensure whether you're working for someone else as a therapist, you are still getting paid for the work you're doing, except you're not the one collecting the check, okay? I want you to know that the only difference here is that you are getting paid for your work directly versus health insurance company getting paid or a nonprofit organization getting paid or an agency or community mental health clinic getting paid. That is the biggest difference here. And so when you unblock that, you will become a lot more comfortable in charging private pay for your fees, not only in private practice, but also premium rates within your coaching practice. And so that is a T, okay? <laughs> that is literally the T. The H in the ethics framework looks like honest coaching is necessary for change. A lot of the times we will keep ourselves, again, we were told in therapy practices and in our work as therapists that we cannot offer solutions, we cannot self-disclose, We cannot guide clients or tell them what to do. And so in coaching, that's actually very different, right? In coaching, you are able to guide the client to offer suggestions, right? Of course, while always honoring the best interests of the client and helping them come to their own conclusions. But honest coaching is necessary for change. And when you look at the ethics framework altogether and you coming in to coach your clients as someone that has a a background in therapy, It is okay, it is ethical for you to actually offer solutions, perspectives to your coaching clients, and that makes you ethical within the coaching world, okay? Maybe this doesn't apply to the therapy world, but it does to the coaching world. And so that is the H in the ethics framework. The I is it's not you or the practice, right? It's the system. So if you're in a place where you are probably like, I need a break from direct work. I've been in it for some time. I feel like it's just not it for me right now for the season that I'm in anymore. I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you for desiring that. I want you to know that it's not you. It's literally 
not you or the practice or the therapy field, right? You love doing this work. You went into the industry for a reason. It's a system that is unfortunately broken and that doesn't support the needs that you that you have as a therapist that does this emotional labor all of the time. I want you to know that if you're in that place, you are not unethical and it doesn't mean that you don't care about your clients if you choose to start and take your and leverage your, your skills in a different way and grow your personal brand and do speaking or do start a podcast or completely go for a career change or go into coaching, there's nothing wrong. You're not a bad therapist for wanting to do that and making that transition for yourself. The C in the ethics framework is charging high ticket pricing allows you to create more impact. You're going to hear me like literally like a broken record say this over and over and over again. It is so important that you literally condition yourself to see how much of an impact you're going to be able to make bigger impact when you decide to start charging higher rates and when you get yourself there, you and your nervous system there, right? Because it takes some work, internal work, maybe a lot, a lot of it, it really is mental work for you to get to a place where you feel comfortable in charging private pay for your services. Again, whether that's in private practice or through your coaching work, right? Or even like through your speaking work, maybe you will go want to be a speaker and you want to present and you want to monetize your skills in a different way but you are still feeling embarrassed or guilty or, you know, a type of way about charging and being afraid people won't want to pay you. This is important for you to know that when you charge higher ticket, that's going to create more capacity for you to go and do things that you want to do within your community and do it at no cost. And so that is how you create a bigger impact. A lot of the therapists that I work with will keep themselves from charging higher rates because they think they won't be accessible. And the truth is that the only true accessible price is $0, okay? That's the only time where you will actually be able to be accessible because there's out there, there's at least a few families, families that can't even afford to pay you a dollar. And so that is something that a perspective that I always offer clients when they have thoughts about pricing or charging higher rates, right? I want you to know that the way that you're gonna impact your community is by charging these higher rates. And so- That is a C in the ethics framework. And lastly, showing up and self-disclosure helps you build trust, okay? Showing up and self-disclosure helps you build trust with your clients within the coaching world. Again, coming back to the ethics framework, the whole purpose of this framework is to show you that there is a way of you being ethical within the coaching world while protecting your therapy license without risking it, right? There is a world where you can practice both and be ethical on both worlds, right? The code of ethics looks very different in the therapy world and the code of ethics looks very different in the coaching world. And so although there's not a specific code of ethics within the coaching industry, because it's not a regulated industry, as someone who identifies as a therapist, especially if you're licensed, you can honor, you know, the ethics regulations from therapy while also noticing and realizing and identifying what are the ethics that you want to apply to the coaching industry within your specific coaching practice. I want you to know that showing up and self-disclosure, right, helps you build trust with your community. Marketing your services, that's what I mean by showing up. Marketing your services is what will help you build that trust with your community 
so that they feel comfortable in booking that consultation call, right? And as therapists, you know that the biggest thing that we need to help our clients get a transformation is trust. If there is no trust in that like therapy to client relationship or in that coaching to coaching client relationship, it's going to be very hard for them to create change. And so when you show up, when you market your services, when you self-disclose, as long as it, you know, you see fit within the work that you're doing with your coaching clients, that is going to support them in getting an even deeper transformation in the work that you're doing together. This is my ethics framework, is a framework that I teach my clients both in private coaching and also in the Therapist to Coach Collective. And I want you to really let every single one of these letters from this ethics framework sink in. And I hope that they provided you with perspective shifts that are going to support you in leveraging your skills and expanding beyond private practice, expanding your work beyond therapy, and ultimately help you double your income, increase your revenue as a therapist. That is what I had for you today. I hope you found this extremely helpful. Clearly, this is work that I'm so passionate about. If you know that you're in a place where you love your private practice, you love the work you're doing as a therapist, as a mental health professional, and you're an impact-driven Latina, Latine, that knows you want to grow your income beyond therapy, beyond private practice, and you want to work with a coach that sees you, gets you, who also has a background in therapy that can support you in doubling your income and increasing your earning potential as a therapist, I invite you to book a consultation call with me via the link in the show notes. You can select a call, time for us to meet. We will meet and see how I can support you and see if we are a good fit. And if you know that you want to be a part of a group community and you want to grow your coaching business and double your income as a therapist with other therapists, Latina therapists specifically, I invite you to get on the wait list for the Therapist to Coach Collective group program. That is my signature group program that supports you in growing your income, doubling your income as a therapist, whether that is through coaching, speaking, or any way that you want to really leverage your skill set. We specifically support you with that in community, and that will be opening up for enrollment at the end of March. So get on the wait list. Also join my email list if you want to be the first to know when my offerings will open up. But the current way that you can work with me is through one-on-one coaching. And so you can book a consult call with me directly, have access to my calendar via the link in the show notes and select time for us to meet. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at lifewithliz, that is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí, and I'll see you in the next episode.